Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm Kiran Mack, as always, and delighted and Xtyra, you're able to tune in with us yet again for another show. But before we do get into the top stories that are definitely trending here in Thailand, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel and video if you're watching us right now. Podcast player, links below down in the description. And if you want to support the show, if you like to support the show, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description for buymeacoffee.com. But there is no time to waste. It's time to jump into the stories. Thursday was a big day here in Thailand and we have a lot of news to recap on. But before we get into what happened with the vote, let's just draw back to Wednesday and what exactly transpired then. So I've spoken about a lot about the election commission and their role in what seems to be a de facto coup before it even ever started. But nevertheless, on Wednesday, we had two breaking stories that happened. And the first one was the election commission decided that they were going to send, uh, accept uh, the petition uh, to suspend Peter from Parliament. And we're going to send it to the Constitutional Court for a ruling. What they're basically saying is that he knowingly applied to be uh, an MP, knowing well that he had shares in a media company. And by doing so, by knowingly doing this, that he uh, was ineligible to be an MP. And so they were sending it to the Constitutional Court for their ruling, looking to have him suspended while the court made a decision on that now unfortunately the court only meets every Wednesday so basically they said they couldn't take it on this week so it'll go to next week and more than likely he will be suspended as a member of Parliament regardless of what transpired today what is most interesting about this story which was part of the kind of run-up to the prime ministerial election yesterday afternoon was that well he held the shares in 2019 to 2023 when he was a member of parliament as well so are they saying that between 2019 and 2023 that they didn't do their job in investigating it so all this does stink of trying to get Peter out. That's what it all stunk out on Wednesday. On the same time on Wednesday, an hour later, the Constitutional Court decided to accept a case against him and Peter and the Move Forward Party for trying to change the 112 law, the Les Majeste law, and saying that they're trying to overthrow the monarchy by doing this. And this case was also accepted. Uh, if they were to be found guilty on that charge, Peter could end up in jail. The um, Move Forward Party would be disbanded, similarly to what happened in 2019 with Future Forward. And yes, so that led up all to today now most of the day it was taken up at six to seven hours of deliberations where mainly everybody seemed to speak uh, about uh, the less majeste and not talk about um, you know Peter as a candidate their policies or whatever but they seem to just focus on the less majeste controversy without really looking about it and we're going to talk about that in the next story but let's just jump into uh, what actually transpired today but Peter loses his first PM vote, kind of. I think a lot of us thought this was going to happen, but Peter Lim Janarat failed on Thursday in his initial bid to become the country's 30th Prime Minister after he was unable to secure the required endorsement of more than half of the members of Parliament. The final tally was 324 votes in favour, 182 against, and 199 abstentions among the 705 member participating. The Move Forward Party leader needed 375 votes, a simple majority of the 749 combined House and Senate seats to 
win the office. Mr Peter received 311 votes in favour from MPs and 148 against. With 39 abstentions, he received just 13 votes from senators. Earlier Parliament President Wan Muhammad Noor Mata said second and third rounds of voting would take place on July 19th and 20th. It is not clear yet whether the name of the Move Forward Party will be put forward again on one or both occasions. The voting at the joint sitting of the House of Representatives and the Senate followed six hours, as I said, of debate on the qualifications of Mr. Peter, the sole candidate. Now, that's not exactly 100% true on his qualification there was mainly about the less majeste amendments that he wants to bring in but again we'll get back to that parliamentarians mainly discussed controversies concerning the intention of the mst to change 112 or the less majeste law and mr peter's shareholding in itv plc constitution bans any media organization shareholder from running in a general election mr wan adjourned the debate at 3 52 p.m he praised parliamentarians for their cooperation in the session The session saw 705 out of 749 parliamentarians confirming their attendance for the vote. The number included 216 senators. We might add, where were these other senators and other MPs? You've only just been elected and on the day of, you couldn't be bothered to turn up to vote for the Prime Minister. In fact, the four heads of the armed forces who were actually on or are these senators just to let people know had prior engagements and they couldn't turn up to fulfill their obligation so what is the point in having these guys on as senators if they can't even be bothered to do their job but that basically is what happened peter did not get in he fell very very short i mean it does really show you the state of democracy within thailand at the moment and where it lies where a bunch of senators put in by the military coup junta are the ones who are deciding who is going to be the next prime minister. And that's basically what happened. I mean, if this went down to just the parliament and the MPs elected, Peter would be elected. It's just, it's disgraceful what's going on here. And I think the overall sentiment on social media is just disappointment that Thailand seems to be going backwards and certainly not forward again of course what's going to happen here now is that this is going to go to another vote and I suspect they will put his name forward again how many times they will I just don't know nobody can guess and who will they nominate after that will Pu Thai party decide to go it alone and maybe form a coalition with a uh, bunch of former military men which seems like what they've been talking about but then, of course, that probably would be end of Puatai in four years' time and will probably hand an overall majority to the Move Forward Party. So it's hard to know exactly what's going on. But let's talk about why these senators, these so-called people who care about, you know, the country, obviously don't care about the people who voted in the country, but they seem to be keep harping on about this amending of the less majestic law. And there's quite an interesting article that I spotted in Thai PBS. I just want to go through it because I think it explains exactly what they want to do. And then I have a little bit more information uh, from the Thai Enquirer where they, they posted what somebody had said about this in relation to what they're proposing and what's been done in the past. So we'll get into that first. The Move Forward Secretary General, Chatuad Tulaton, defended the party's advocacy for amendment of the Les Majeste law and explained why the party cannot back down on this matter. Speaking in Parliament, he said that the law has been widely abused to the extent that since 2000, 252 people have been charged with Les Majeste merely for expressing their opinion about the monarchy. 
as a party which has a conscience, he said, the move forward party cannot pretend not to see the problems in the law, as he warned that if the law is not amended now, it will become a ticking time bomb which will explode in the future. He explained that the party's bill to amend section 112 is in compliance with the international principle of freedom of expression in proportion with the protection of the rights of individuals against defamation. He also said that punishment by imprisonment for the offence of defamation conflicts with the international principle of freedom of expression. The highlight of the future forward party's bill to amend the Les Majeste law is a reduction in the prison sentence. Now remember I've said that, a reduction in the prison sentence from a maximum of 15 years to one year and or a fine of 300,000 baht for defaming the king and six months or a fine of 200,000 for defaming the queen, the heir or the regent. If the alleged defamation, however, is proven to have been in good faith, the accused will be exempt from punishment. This also applies to ordinary defamation cases. Now, Chaitiwad explained that the Move Forward Party's bill is nothing new, claiming that a similar law was in force in Thailand in 1935 before it was amended in 1956. He said that even if the Les Majesty Law is amended, the status of the king, as specified in Section 6 of the Constitution, remains intact. Section 6 of the Constitution states the king shall be enthroned in a position of revered worship and shall not be violated. No person shall expose the king to any sort of accusations or action. Now remember what I said there in a few seconds ago where they talk about a reduction in the sentence. Well there's an interesting fact that in 1997 they were able to change the law and increase the punishment from 1 to 7 years in jail to 3 to 15. Now this previous amendment serves as evidence that the law can indeed be amended proving that it is not an impossible task. So that is basically where it's ended up. They basically spoke for the six hours about Les Majeste and I mean there was all kind of slurs towards Peter thrown out there which by the way could be in Thailand be known as defamation. Okay and it was very very sad to see some of these people are so back in the 1920s and you know prehistoric dinosaur times that it's an embarrassment. But at the end of the day the Senate the 250 senators that were put in by the junta did their job. They did what they were there to do, to make sure that no anti-establishment people get into power in the country. And that's the truth. Now, what's going to be in the future? Will Putai put up Peitung Tarn, uh, Shinawatra, or will they put up the, the other candidate? I forget his name, the guy who was from Sinsiri, who was the, the CEO of Sinsiri. Will they put him up? That's all. And will it be in conjunction with the Move Forward Party? How will it play out? It's very, very hard to know. It is a sad day. I, I, there's a lot of comments on social media. A lot of people are very disappointed. I don't know if this is going to turn into protests. Will this be, I mean, if they start to try to span the party, that could erupt into something absolutely terrible. A lot of people say, oh, well, they're not like the, the, the red shirts of years ago. Yeah, but these are the same people who were protested for nearly a year in the streets in 2020 during COVID times. Many of them are in jail now. So it is very difficult to understand what's going on. It's a great shame that Thailand and the voters of Thailand didn't get what they asked. And that, I think, is the tragedy in this whole situation. But that is the news. Peter is not going to be prime minister today. And really, being honest, looking at the votes where they came from, the Senate will not confirm him. And I don't think he's going to be prime minister this time round, unfortunately. Now, the Senate will be gone in 10 months' time. So if there is another election after that, and they do win with a landslide, then he definitely have that chance because I think it's only the parliament that would vote. But nevertheless, we'll move on to our last remaining stories.
Now, another one, Axon Shinawatra return hits new delay. Now, remember he was talking, he was definitely coming back in July. And I think I said in this, there's zero chance this fella's coming back because he only cares about himself and he talks a lot of rubbish. But the return to Thailand of fugitive former Prime Minister Taksin Shinawatra remains on track, but the plan is likely to be slightly delayed to avoid any political turbulence, according to his daughter, Peitung Tarn. Ms. Peitung Tarn said her father confirmed he still plans to return home after many years in exile during their conversation on Tuesday night. However, that may be pushed back because he would rather wait for a more stable political situation. He'll come back definitely. If it isn't in July, it'll be uh, slightly delayed. We'll see how the vote for the new Prime Minister goes, said Ms. Peitung Tarn, who is one of the Prime Ministerial candidates of the Pua Thai Party, which finished second place in the May 14th general election. Taxon did not say if he would come back after that vote or when the next government has been formed, but he does not want to return to stir up any political problems, she added. Taxon's rumoured homecoming grabbed the attention of the media yet again this week after a copy of the security preparations for a meeting was seen by reporters on Wednesday. The agenda of the July 12th meeting included the procedures to be taken in the event of the arrival of an unnamed individual facing an arrest warrant. It is listed six possible routes for transportating that person from either Swanapum or Donmuang Airport to various destinations in the capital, including the Serene Court and the Bangkok Remand Prison. Deputy Prime Minister Wasana Kunam, who is in charge of the Justice Ministry, said all the concerned agencies are making the necessary preparation for Taxon's return because the ouster Prime Minister went public with his plans last month. Mr. Vazanu said such preparations are routine because Taxon faces the prospect of jail time. Taxon is expected to make contact with authorities when he finalises his plan. This guy's never coming back. It's all talk. I mean, he's not coming back to spend 15, 20 years in jail because he'll die in jail. That's where he end up. His plan is he's going to come back so he can spend the remainder of his life with his grandchildren and his children, as he said. He's not going to be doing that if you're locked up in the Bangkok Hilton for 15, 20 years. You know, he's in his 70s now, so I don't think this is ever going to happen. I think this is just a lot of talk. He likes to be in the limelight. You know, he's he's also another relic of the past that needs to be forgotten about, really. And the new generation of Thai people with forward thinking and, and want to move their country forward are the ones that should be getting the press, not people like this. And that's my opinion. But I'd love to know what you think about it all down below. And finally, if on Wednesday... You were trying to access the Bangkok Post and you couldn't all day and you wondered why there was no uh, Facebook posts from them or tweets. Well, Bangkok Posts were among 300 victims of ransomware attack. The Bangkok Post website was inaccessible for most of Wednesday along with the sites of hundreds of other internet service users due to a rare ransomware attack according to its long-standing service provider. Internet Thailand PLC reported on Wednesday that it experienced a ransomware attack on its hypervisor management system for the first time, affecting 300 out of its 2,500 clients. The company aimed to fully restore services to the affected parties by midnight on Wednesday. This is the first time that INET has faced a cybersecurity attack of this magnitude, requiring the restoration of client systems, said the INET CEO Maragot Kulaman Yotin. Bangkok Post readers had no access to the website, which wasn't a bad thing, and staff were unable to update the contents from early Wednesday morning until shortly after 7.30pm. INET Deputy Managing Director Wan Chai Vasharum Rong said that a hacker had obtained an employee's credentials while the employee was working remotely. We have identified 300 affected clients out of a total of 2,500, he said. He insisted that the company had backup and restore systems in place, eliminating the need to pay a ransom. He assured customers that their data would not be lost, but the cleansing and restoration process would take some time.
in a couple of months time we'll probably hear about how thousands of people's data was lost during this and that's normally what it was but yeah it was quite interesting there was a lot of people going on maybe they didn't pay their electric bill or their internet bill and that's why but a lot of people were saying you know what it's no harm not having the bangkok post online too one of the as some one person said one of the worst english language newspapers out there and maybe that if it just disappeared a new one would pop up with you know kind of unbiased reporting that's something it's not great at doing but nevertheless that is it for today it has been a highly disappointing day for the kingdom of thailand unfortunately the will of the people has been neglected by senators in the senate and we'll have to move along and see if anything changes next couple of weeks but i don't think so but thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days take care and stay safe out there But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.